Good morning. You are listening to KPOO San Francisco 89.5 and on the World Wide Web at KPOO.com. This is Prison Focus Radio. Slavery is back. In fact, it was never abolished. The 13th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution abolished slavery, except in prison. At the current rate of incarceration, by the year 2010, the majority of all African-American men between 18 and 40 will be in prison. The state as their captor. It's going to take people who are willing to fight, not people who want to negotiate with the enemy. Deal with 
Uh, good morning, beautiful people. I am so glad that you're here with me this morning. We are going to be in conversation with Yusuf Bey IV and Amin Cooley of the Black Panther Party Legacy Keepers. So um, we're going to get started. Yusuf Bey IV, I would love for you to introduce yourself uh, to the people, please. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Uh, let me first begin by thanking you for allowing me to use your platform for this interview. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you and you're aware that the media establishment in America is very powerful. Mm. And uh, throughout my experience in the case, you know, a lot of money has been spent, you know, in the effort to assassinate my character, uh, mainly in hope to sway public opinion uh, against me, you know, and mm. part of this was to deny me a fair trial. Right. Um, and also thank you because the media, you know, has made it pretty controversial for anyone seeking to cover uh, my case in a fair and balanced way, mm. you know, so the fact that you even allow me on your platform speaks to your courage and integrity as a journalist, so I appreciate that. My pleasure. Wow, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Um, now, before I before I share my story about the case, you know, anytime I share my story publicly, I always like to start by acknowledging that this whole thing was a tragedy from the, from the very beginning. You know, the loss of life that was lost unnecessarily uh, including my own family, you know. So once again, especially considering that um, the victim's nephew, uh, in my case, uh, is on the line as well. So I send my condolences once again to the families. Um, my name is Yusuf Bay the Fourth. I was born and raised in Oakland, California. I'm the son of the late Dr. Yusuf Bay, uh, the founder of the business and institution called Your Black Muslim Bakery. Uh, I grew up in the, with the Muslim background. Um, the de after the death of my father in 2003 and the death of my brother in 2005, uh, that's how I became the business uh, CEO. You know, um, the big the bakery, your black Muslim bakery, and the institution that my father had founded uh, early in the 1960s. The best way to describe it is that you know it was a place where few you know can go. You know, that allowed jobs, second chances to ex convicts, ex felons. Uh, so-called ex-felons, I say, you know, seeking a mm. second chance, mm -hmm. who wanted to live productive lives. The bakery was that place where any person, a black man, a black woman, if you were in need, you know, we were there. Um, they were in need for opportunity, food, clothing, and housing. You know, we were there. We didn't ask questions. We didn't, we didn't care too much about what the past was of the individual as long as they were willing to change uh, for the better moving forward. Absolutely. Um, so so that, that's the best way I can really describe the uh, institution that I, I, I was born in and ultimately um, um, had the position to um, to lead at one point. Um, we believed in the right to, you know, black empowerment, self-determination, uh, self-reliance, uh, the right to determine our own destiny. And that were the main key things that I remember growing up, you know. So in, in a nutshell, you know, that's who I am and this is who I continue to be. Oh, that's beautiful and, and really coming from the heart of and uplifting your humanity and, uh, um, you know, living by the principles of your faith, I think, um, is just, that's, it's so beautiful. We definitely need to see a lot more of that. Thank you so much. Yes, ma'am. I mean, yes, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the people as well. And uh, yes, please. Well, thank you. Um, thank you for let me be on the show as well, and um, I'm, you know, I'm happy to be up here with my brother, uh, Yusuf. And I call my brother 
because we, we, we have uh, a special bond between us. Um, yeah, my name is Amin Cooley. I'm from Oakland, California. I'm 45 years of age. Um, I had went to the original Black Panther Party members and uh, had financed and started the Black Panther Party Legacy Keepers, which is like the second wave of the Black Panther Party. Um, I've always been a... I've always, first of all, the, youth, uh, the, the Bay family was always... Like, I idolized them, you know, because I'm a revolutionary activist, and their their family was just like to me was like, like wow. So to be up here with Yusuf um, is, is an honor, and to know him, um, I've gotten the pleasure to know him, and it's beautiful, man. And our story is really amazing because um, I always felt in my heart that the, the story that was being told wasn't the truth. I always felt that, you know. And to get, without getting too deep into it, I remember the investigator. Uh, he just didn't seem like he really cared too much. Um, he didn't look our family in the eyes, no eye contact. It was just different. And I knew it was more to the story. But as I, as I became a revolutionary and started to uh, learn about uh, the games and tricks that certain certain uh, entities play, I um, I went to Yusuf originally, and I'll make it real quick. I went to Yusuf originally to... Um, but I went to him, and then, like, you know, like, look, I'm going to forgive you. I got to get on with, with this pain. You know, can you help me out? And he's like, yeah, I'm there for you. Not once did he say that he was innocent, even though he was. He wasn't even concerned about himself. He was concerned about me and my family. Mm-hmm. I just want to say that. He, he's just a right to No, you did that, man. He was concerned about me and my family. Later on, I started to look at the case and uh, a lot of stuff that wasn't told at the court wasn't told. You know what I mean? They didn't tell the whole thing at the court. You, you heard... 30% of it. And I knew he was innocent when I seen the case. I was like, oh, wow. Like, this man's innocent. And he's in jail and he should be out. And we need to get him out. So here I am. He's my brother. This is like such a perfect transition because one of the things I feel that um, you're talking about, what I hear from you, um, and then thinking about how it ties into um, Yusuf, how you grew up. Um, as a Muslim and um, the the trauma that really is being created through these lies and this defamation of characters. Um, so I would love, um, but still in all, uh, you know, coming through with the revolutionary love to create this bond between you. So I know that people are probably wondering, well, wait a minute, what what's happening here? What What's this court date? What, what, where is this connection? So I'd like to go back to you, Yusuf, and please uh, give a little background because there are uh, p- probably, we don't, you know, our listeners may not know right. who you are, what this what the situation is. Um, so let's give them some background um, and get them up to date. Yes, ma'am. Um, as I said earlier, the bakery, the bakery was more than a business. It was an institution mm-hmm. where people of color can come uh, ex-convicts uh, uh, and uh, people who just were fresh out of prison, any people who no one else wanted to give a second chance to, the bakery was that vehicle. So me growing up in that environment, you know, watching my father take people in, strangers in, people who he didn't even know, you know, and bring them, you know, close to his own family without having any type of, you know, uh, reservations about it. I saw this growing up, you know, so when he passed away and then my brother was murdered after that, and then I just, you know, stepped into the position hmm. at age 19. I just wanted to, you know, continue the legacy, uh, basically. And um, because we, we, we fought, you know, in, in for, you know, black empowerment, self-determination, as I said, 
the, the right to, to be self-reliant and not relying on our enemy for food, clothing, and shelter. Naturally, these are the type of moves that would put you in the crosshairs of the enemy, which is, you know, white supremacy. So me being young, you know, I found myself, you know, basically uh, uh, in a position to be persecuted and prosecuted. So to make a long story short, because we hire people, we give people second chances. One of the employees that was a part of our organization at the time uh, had committed some crimes and had acknowledged to commit the crimes himself. But because he wanted to get, you know, out of prison early or, you know, struck a deal to basically say that I ordered him to commit these crimes, which mm -hmm. wasn't true. Mm -hmm. And so I'm currently in here facing three consecutive life sentences for three different murders that not only I did not commit, which is clear even by the court standard, but there's no evidence besides the word of one individual who just happened to be the shooter. You know, so he had everything to gain by uh, uh, giving the police and honestly the city of Oakland what they wanted, which was me because of the pressure that was coming upon them by the media. Mm -hmm. Because I'm the one being the son of my father, I was the next best thing for them to put away and ultimately bring it in to the bakery. So I'm currently in here for, uh, I've, I've been down almost 15 years now. Uh, I was arrested in 2007, and I was convicted in 2011, and I've been here ever since, you know, uh, fighting for my innocence. You know, but at the same time, while I'm here, I'm, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm, um, I'm, I'm using my time very wisely. <laughs> so, so when the day I do come home, I'm more of an asset to the community, and I'm more of a, um, I'm more of a defender of the people having the knowledge that I have now. Okay, and I want people to understand. So you're serving. First of all, you were you were uh, captured at 19, so that makes you a youth. Um, and you've been in for. Well, 15 well, well, excuse me, excuse me. I I had, I had became the business CEO at age 19, mm -hmm. but I was arrested two years later at age 21. Oh, you're still a youth. Yeah, right, they right, they right, determined right. that it's now 25. Right? Up to 25. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So, and I, I have a 22-year-old son. You're a youth. Um, yes, At 21 years old, you may, you know, be intelligent and aware and all of that, but you are still a young person, our future. Um, yes, ma'am. Facing you. three consecutive life sentences. Um, without the possibility of parole. Oh, and without the possibility of parole. Yes, I actually remember you saying that. Okay, so this is a genocidal um, sentence, is what I um, am just going to call that. Um, and this yes, is genocide perpetrated against our youth. Was your father uh, harassed for the work that he was doing? Uh, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Mm -hmm. But but my father, because he started early on in the uh, early 1960s, mm. you know, he, he, he became... He became um, he became respected by a lot of local politicians, whether it was uh, Jerry Brown. Mm -hmm. At the time, he was the uh, open mayor. Then he became the attorney general. Then he became the governor. Uh, Barbara Lee, Congresswoman Barbara Lee, was a good friend of my father. Mm -hmm. um, he, 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 over time, he was able to build relationships. So the police department kind of left him alone. But they've always, you know, didn't like the bakery. They didn't like what we st uh, stood for. Of course. They didn't like the work we were doing in the community. So... By the time I did take over at age 19, that's where all the harassment really, really began. Of um, course. Right. Uh, that was their way I, in. That was their way in yes, to, to yes, criminalize yes. Uh, 
the just your the daily life that is in, of you know black excellence and black empowerment uh, that is the that is the true resistance to the white patriarchy and supremacy. Actually, I call it a white pathology. Exactly. Okay. White pathology. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh goodness. Okay. Even though I know that I've heard this a few times, it's still um, it takes my breath away, and I have to take a minute to take a breath. Um, yes, so, I mean. Uh, you, there's a place in here. There's there's a connection in here around around this, and I I would love for the uh, basically just the two of you to talk about to begin to bring in where this connection is in terms of obviously you know where you've left us here, Yusuf, with your um, with your arrest, the 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 wrongful, the the egregious um, wrongfully the the egregiously wrong. Uh, uh, sentence, conviction, um, and how this um, connects to your relationship with Amin. And either of you can come in here to bring this together. Okay. I mean, you want me to start first or you? You go ahead. You got it. You got it. You got it. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. Now, as far as my case, the, 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 the legalities of my case, you know, um, there were eight main issues. And because of the way my case was handled, both during the investigation process and the trial process, this was the reason why I was never able to uh, prove my innocence. Um, one of the main issues was the conflict of interest in my case. The, the attorney, the defense attorney that I had hired, that was a private attorney for the family and myself, she was removed from the case a year before trial uh, due to the false allegations that, that proved not to be true, but it was enough to remove her from my case. And so once they removed her from my case, the court, Alameda County uh, Superior Court judge, I believe Judge Morris Jacobson, had um, had appointed an attorney for me. And mm. it just so happened this attorney we find out after trial was the same defense attorney that represented the uh, the person that was convicted of killing one of my brothers in 1995. Oh, no. So... It was a clear conflict of interest. Of course. You know, as far as the, the trial goes. And, and it made sense because he put up no defense. He called no witnesses. He 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 refused to even cross-examine the shooter in my case properly. Okay. So the whole case was fixed from the <laughs> very beginning. Exactly. <laughs> and it's more than conflict of interest. You're very kind. This is just straight corruption. Yes, ma'am. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know. So that was issue number one. Now, issue number two, as you, as you may know, because of the pretrial publicity, which we proved in court that it was inflammatory media coverage. Matter of fact, they, they even made a statement that no other case in Oakland was widely reported as much as my case, other than Huey P. Newton of the Black Panther Party. Wow. So with all this publicity, with all this media coverage, with all this assumptions without proof, the judge denied my change of venue motion which should have clearly been uh, uh, granted because of the pre-child publicity. So that was that was number two issue. The number three issue was the law enforcement, which we came to find out later on, they had the baby under surveillance for years, even up until my arrest. Illegally, they had tracking devices under two of my vehicles at the time, a GPS tracker without a warrant, which the uh, U.S. Supreme Court had, uh, had uh, uh, decided that it was illegal to place a GPS warrant under a vehicle without a warrant. Mm -hmm. And um, this was this was uh, ruled on six months after my trial. 
even though during trial, before trial, we wanted to present this, you know, so the court can put my trial over and to after the United States Supreme Court would rule on it because we knew it would be in our favor, but they rushed me to trial before they could rule. So that was another illegal uh, tactic that they used. Um, there were there was a jury on my case, a jury, uh, the foreman juror, who made inflammatory statements about my religion, uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan calling him a racist, and, and he was a foreman. He should never been allowed to stay on the trial, I mean on the uh, jury, mm -hmm. but they allowed him to stay. Uh, the other issue was there's no cooperating evidence whatsoever that I had anything to do with any of these crimes besides the word uh, of the shooter, you know, who basically struck a deal so he can get home after serving 25 years for killing three different people. So these are all the, the main issues I like to say because, you know, the, those are key issues that by itself, you know, prove that I never received a fair trial. So... But as far as I mean concerned, I always wanted to reach out to the family of the victim because even though, and I always say this, and I mean always tell me, brother, you don't have to say this, but the truth is it happened on my watch. Even though I wasn't, I wasn't a part of it, I didn't have anything to do with it. Because it was an employee of the bakery, I still take some sense of responsibility. And I wanted the brother and his family to know this. You know what I'm saying? So by I mean, you know, even being open to hearing this, you know, it shows his growth and it shows his understanding uh, as a brother, as a black man, that regardless of what the enemy tries to do to pin us against each other, to try to, you know, make us go against each other, we both saw through all of that and decided to, you know, come together and, and, and join forces in bringing down a system that we know don't give a damn about neither one of our families. So... So I think me and I mean is a testament to true reconciliation, you know, of the black family. And if more black families did this, it wouldn't be, you know, victims' families going against the perpetrator when we know who's behind the scene manipulating all the events that got us in the situation from the get-go. And that's white supremacy and the systems that control it. So I think I mean, me and I mean coming together, I think that that was, it was a very powerful thing and, 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 and I appreciate him being open to even hearing uh, my side of the story, you know. So and, and we have a lot of work to do moving forward. You know, we're we going to lead by example to show that, you know, his uncle didn't die in vain. The bakery didn't close in vain. And we're going to continue to help the people. That's right. That's all power to the people. All power to the people. I mean, did you, would you like to um, just go in a little deeper uh, on that? on that aspect because you are yeah because that's one thing that um the the this sick system always tries to to put on to the public um you know they they of course they want us to be in fear and they want us to be separated and act like they care about the victim they do not care um, um we know time and time again that the victims are often just used uh to create more more fear in the people and more separation. So um, I would love for you, but you don't have to speak to it from that necessarily that place. I just wanted to bring that up. So, cause you two have something um, much more enlightening happening here. I mean, I like to say this, that um, my uncle Chauncey, he's a revolutionary himself. Um, you know, he, he had a certain way about him. People, he, he would, he would piss people off. <laughs> but you really think about, you really think about, Think about Yusuf. Um, Yusuf is pretty smart, man. 
and you know he there's a lot of there was a lot of stuff back then going on in his life as a young man um having a government i mean i'm i'm forty five and I got you know problems like that, so I get where he's coming from, but can you imagine being like in your twenties or nineteen in your twenties dealing with that like so I would like to say to him like he's just like to go through what he was going through and how tight how they were on him so hard it doesn't make any sense for him to do that at that time that you know he was already going through some stuff um at that time and, and you know and i and I, I want to say this bluntly that um for example let's just i don't know what day it was but like you know they were they were supposed to illegally uh come arrest yusuf for uh, some as far as i know he didn't wherever they were doing it was bs anyway but they were coming to arrest him on a thursday they kicked back and didn't do it on that thursday they waited till friday and I know why, because my uncle Chauncey was investigating this, those people, those, those same people, the same brother that was the detective on the case. He was looking at him. He was already investigating the Oakland police. He was already investigating, um, you know, higher up figures oh. for the, the government. He was in, doing investigations already. So to have him going and to have Yusuf going, you kill two birds with one stone. Right. And people don't know that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more that I do that I'm not going to say because I don't want to you know, mess anything up to use it. But the brother is innocent. Innocent. And um, my uncle wouldn't want him to be in jail. My uncle, my uncle's probably really happy and proud of what I'm doing and what he's doing uh, right now. And um, I thought he was my enemy. And the, the lesson learned is I thought he was my enemy because the, the powers that be made him look like my enemy. But when I stepped and talked to him, he wasn't my enemy. He was my brother. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when you think it's your enemy, it's not. That's your brother. But you got to see past the foolery. You got to see past the, 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 you know, the smoke and mirrors. You got to see past that. And me having that Black Panther Party uh, ideology in me, I was able to see through that with no problem. And then and I would say that we've grown really close to each other as far as, you know, being brothers. That is my brother. And, and and it's an it's amazing. I used to, I used to, I used to, I hate to say this, man. I used to hate that dude, but I was ignorant to what was going on. I didn't know until I met him, and we we, we got to you know at first it was awkward, but as we we, we talk more and more, I went talk to him for a few days and we miss him. <laughs> I was like, man, what's my guy at? <laughs> well, you know. Yes, we got a bond, man, and we're gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna build, open up together, and we got some stuff in the way. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. Yeah, all power to the people, comrade. I, I just want to say, um, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm really grateful that you used the word hate, um, because again, I just want to point out, or what I'm hearing, let me say, just to be a part of this conversation, which is just so beautiful i i also just i want to say how honored i feel um to be you know to have this opportunity to um you know be a part of of having people be able to uh, experience um what it is that the two of you are sharing so thank you so much for sharing it with us and and being here no no problem because that word hate that's that's um and that's by well no but it's real because it's by design right like that since we were stolen from our homelands and brought here to be enslaved and just be the fodder for this sick system um 
part of that, part of what needed to happen was we need to be stripped of everything so that we would distrust and hate one another. So that when you looked at your brother, when you when you looked at your sister, when we looked at each other, we didn't see um, you know kings and queens or just just beautiful people, just your brother, your sister. We didn't see that. We hated our. They we've been taught to hate ourselves, and so of course, with someone that looks like us, we're going to look towards and we're going to hate. Um, what we see in front of us. That's also by design. That's part of this right. generational trauma, right? So the work right. that you all are doing, and that's also why when um, the, you know, going back to you, Yusuf, and, and what it is that your father was um, was modeling in the community and, you know, love that true revolutionary love and faith in action um, is, a, is a threat to all that this system has built to try to keep us at each other's throats so to be able to move beyond that hate and come to this deep sense of love i mean that's that's revolutionary that's transformational it's powerful it's It's so powerful so thank you so much for sharing that and um uh, yeah i i think yes your uncle from what the two of you have told me and your father um what is your father's name, Yusuf? Uh, Dr. Yusuf Bay, Sr. Okay, he's the senior, Dr. Yusuf Bay, Sr. Uh, yes, I, I can imagine that their their whole beings are smiling down on, on, on you. And, and this is where we can come to that place, right, of truly honoring our ancestors and the people's shoulders that right. we truly stand on and is our families. So, wow. Um, Thank you. Wow, just, just picturing that was whoa. That brings tears to my eyes right now. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a big teddy bear. That, that brought tears to my eyes, man. Just thinking about that. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. You know, at, at some point we have to break the cycle. You know that that we know is unjust. You know, even 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 mass incarceration by itself, that was just a replacement of slavery. Absolutely. That's something that we all understand. We all know it's been proven. Yes. So. We have to stop allowing the enemy to play off of our emotions and and and, and our, our distrust of one another while they continue to win. So there are things that we have to do to 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 to, um, to rethink what true justice looks like, because people being arrested for crimes or black on black violence, putting someone in prison is, is not the solution. You have to go to the root cause of these things, mm-hmm. and if you go to the root cause of these things, we know who's responsible for creating the conditions that gets those results in the first place. So as a black community, we have to start rethinking what justice is. Because right now it's just retaliation and revenge. It's not justice. So what I mean is doing, what I'm doing, you know, hopefully it will lead to the correct way that justice should be offered in the black community and not what the enemy has been offering us for all this time. Mm. Oh. That's just so beautiful. And I, the, what the two of you don't know, what's in my head. And uh, I mean, sorry, I'm sorry. Did you want to say something first? I want to, I want to. No, I was just saying, it was deep, man. That was, that was, that was deep, you know. Right. Um, it was just deep. I, I can't even say nothing after that. Dang. Uh, that was, that was, that was like deep. I don't even want to say nothing after that. I just, I'll leave it there. I'll leave it at that. All right, if you are just joining us, this is Prison Focus Radio here on KPOO San Francisco 89.5. I am your host, Nube Brown. I am in conversation with Yusuf Bey IV, 
who has been wrongfully convicted of killing Chauncey Bailey and is now serving a three life sentences without the possibility of parole. We are here also with Chauncey Bailey's nephew, Amin Cooley. And um, we are going to now take a quick musical break with Sweet Justice by Jill Scott. And then come back with this amazing discussion between these two men. I just finished copy editing an article 
that is speaking that exact language. And it's from these beautiful brothers, these elders that are um, behind the walls as well. And one of them is uh, serving a life without the possibility of parole sentence as well. And they're asking very poignantly and pointedly, just as you have um, stated, Yusuf, about we really have to look at really what, what justice and community really, what it really means. And how, how right. we're, what we're really doing to to look at that as, um, for, you know, to reclaim that power of the people and the power of our communities. You know what, I would like to say one thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the Black Panther Party, they had a, a school in East Oakland. And that school was, you know, predominantly all black. You know, Black Panther Party, we, we, we get along with everyone. You know, anyone oppressing about color with us, but we mainly focused on black issues. But, um, you know... That was a number. That school got voted the number one school in the state of California um, by uh, I think Jerry Brown, uh, was the governor at that time. And that school it got number one above Beverly Hills, above all these fancy schools, these private schools, high schools, colleges. I mean, above it, it wasn't about grade level. It got voted number one, mm-hmm. and the reason why that was all black schools. That lets you know, man, we smart. But what happened, what, what, why it was so great was the whole community banded together yes. to make, to teach our children. We came together to teach our children. And that's why that, that school did so good. And all we got to do is just come together as a community. That's it. And we, and we will get there. And, really, and in speaking of that, I would love for you, Yusuf, to talk about where you are in your case now and what... Um, uh, what you know? What's in place for the for the people to get on board with and to, to be able to support and learn more about yeah ways that we can be involved in um, uh, getting you free. Uh, yes, ma'am. Uh, right now, my my uh, my case is, is in the appellate process. So the attorney is filing the paperwork now to the California Supreme Court. Um, to present the grounds that some of the grounds I just stated earlier, in addition to more. Um, last year, a rally was was held at the Oakland courthouse um, uh, in Oakland at the courthouse where I was uh, convicted at. Mm-hmm. A rally was held by my family supporters. Uh, but I mean, he showed up, he spoke. Um, we also have a petition that's circulating right now uh, to be presented to Governor Newsom. Uh, I think right now we have four thousand signatures. So anyone who wants to uh, Sign the petition. They can go to at Free Bay Fourth on Instagram, and then uh, all the information is is is, uh, is on there. All right, we'll give out some more detailed information about that at the end of the show. What's the recourse? I mean, you've got you you've got a life without the possibility of con- of of parole, three consecutive life sentences. Yeah, like, it's draconian. Uh, it's really <laughs> so. Um, but there are there are some laws in place that you're going to be able to use. Do you want to talk about some of those? Like what what you're putting forth, what your lawyer is putting forth for your case. Well, well, right now the uh, the youth offender law that um, that was supposed to pass in January that affected uh, people that were arrested from the age of 25 and younger um, that applies to my case. Ultimately, I want to clear my name because you know it was a wrongful conviction, but. Because of the way the system works, you know, if, if it happened that way, I'm fine with that. But ultimately, I want I want to I was better clear my name, my family's name Absolutely. from the um, from the crimes that that I didn't commit. You will. 
Yes. I want people to get on board. I want people to get involved. We, um, you know, because this is, this is so multi-layered about how we are treating people and how this system is abusing us. It's so multi-layered. So, um, Right. You know, at, I, I, it, it's okay to ask something of us. What more? How much? What can we? Else can we do? Because you've done your your part. Okay. <laughs> you paid I, enough. I also want to know. <laughs> you know, and, and the reason why I'm not better, the reason why I'm not better in all this, because you know, growing up in the environment that I grew up in, you know, we knew who the enemy was, but we know who the enemy is, and we know how they operate. So. I'm not surprised that, you know, they got the best of me temporarily. But I have used this time wisely. Mm-hmm. I have, you know, used this time to, to, to learn as much as I can so that when I am free, you know, we can be effective in, in, in uh, abolishing a system like this. And I'm not the only one that, that's in prison for things they didn't commit or uh, people getting excessive time when the circumstances don't call for it. So what this experience allowed me to do is, have an insight and personal dealings where now when I come home, I'm able to really, really fight and know exactly inside and out what the system is like. And this is why I'm not bitter. (laughs) You know know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So I'm just using the time wisely to to be able to sharpen, you know, who I am and as a man and be able to be more of a service uh, to the community. But as far as the people, how they can help, um, and I always tell people this, the only reason why I was convicted was because of the powerful media and how the exposure uh, uh, caused me, you know, it swayed public opinion. So I believe part of how I would come home is also having that same pressure applied that's able to present the truth so that people can know the truth. So basically word of mouth, spreading the truth and letting people know, you know, what really happened and any platforms that we can we can be on to present the evidence so people can know that, you know, this should, this should never have happened. You know what I'm saying? This is not just about me. It was It was about removing the institution of your black Muslim bakery, which gave hundreds and hundreds of jobs to people. It gave housing to people. It, it, it gave shelter to people. Uh, it protected the community. So it wasn't just about me. I just happened to be there. Mm-hmm. But it's the institution that really, you know, uh, uh, took a blow. Absolutely. How dare you mess with the balance of the institutions, uh, educating your people and, you know, you know, like, like, they were so mad at your family, man, because your family was really putting in the work, man. Like, I mean, I knew, I would just look, I do, your dad, I never told you this, man, but your dad was like, to me, was dope. Like, I, I remember I seen him in person one day, and that's, I think, I, when I seen your dad, I, I, I looked at him, and he looked at me back, and he, and he smiled at me, and I just couldn't believe he looked at me. I'm like, man, the dude looked at me. And I was a teenager, and I was like, man, I want to be a revolutionary. I think it was that point. I know it sounds kind of like maybe corny, but it, it's the truth. I was like that. That was a point where I was just like, man, I want to. I want to be like that. And my, you know, our family is Muslim too. Most people don't know our whole family is Muslim mm. as well. Mm-hmm. You know, on Chauncey's side. And you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Nube. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and some of the events that happened before, you know, the the, the attacks came. Is, I'm not sure if you remember, but in 2005, when uh, that liquor store took place, when the Muslim we, we had went into the liquor stores, and um, because of you know how the, the Muslims from the east, you know, they open up liquor stores in our communities and they sell certain things out of liquor stores to black people, disrespect our women mm-hmm. and, uh, and, mm-hmm. and children, mm-hmm. and so we took a stance on that. You did, and 
that caused an international uh, problem for America because most of the religious stores are being controlled and funded by the Middle East. So when that happened, it, it, it showed a lot of, um, it, it brought a lot of stuff into light and what was going on. And so on top of that, I was also campaigning for Mayor Ron Dellums at the time. You know, mm-hmm. We had helped him uh, become mayor. I spoke at his rally. Uh, he came to the bakery uh, mm-hmm. um, around this time. Jerry Brown, he's the attorney general at this time, and he was going to give us a contract to, to patrol International Boulevard, the corridor, to be able to help keep down the crime, prostitution, drug selling, and things like that. So a lot of things was happening before this happened that people don't know about, and these could have been some of the motives for the enemy to, you know, infiltrate and ultimately, you know, uh, execute their plan. Uh, of course, but we also know that there's precedent for that. I mean, this is just COINTELPRO in, two, in exactly. the 2000s. Yeah. We also know that there's still a fear of a black messiah. We also know there's a fear yeah. of a black planet. We know that, I mean, the, these are just, like you said, we got to know who our oppressor is. I mean, they are they they are honed in their skills against um, the rise yeah, of yeah. of. Um, I love how black people. I love how you said that. I love. Mm-hmm. I didn't interrupt you, but I love how you said the, uh, the rise of the Black Messiah. You're very educated because they actually do have that in the uh, FBI mm-hmm. uh, uh, book, as you know. And yeah. that's that's crazy. That's, that's dope that you know about that. You never heard no one say that. Mm. It just. Yeah. It, it, it's just so hurtful to me. <laughs> in the end, it's uh, just so hurtful. These people are just so awful. Oh, but, but, but you know, I would mm-hmm. I would say this though. It's mm-hmm. our time though. It is. You know, yes, the, the, it enemy, is. the enemy had his time. Now it's our time. So as long as we do what we need to do or supposed to do, the universe, everything is in our favor now. Now we just have to unite and, and, and push the program in the proper way. Then we can't be stopped. So that that's the beauty of it. You know, the enemy's in motion, but God is also in motion. But I just want to ask really just a, a couple of simple questions. Uh, first, Yusuf, um, you've been in for 15 years and talking about using your time wisely. You know, you're educating yourself, right? Like this is the work oh, yes, that you right. have to yes, do right. inside. But we also know that there are other, you know, there are other brothers inside that um, I don't right, know if there's right, some right. elders that have helped you along the way. And do you do you want to talk some about that? Uh, if that occurred. In, 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 in here, it's, it's more so self-study. Uh, mm-hmm. but, mm-hmm. but as far as the, the, the brothers around here, it's, there's a lot of sharp brothers who have a lot to offer the people in community, you mm-hmm. know, just like myself. Mm-hmm. It's just some have more exposure than others. But one thing I have recognized going through different prisons these last almost 15 years is that some of our best people, you know, and warriors are in prison right? and, 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 and have a lot to offer the community. In fact, most of our problems in the community won't be solved without the brothers in the, in, in the prisons. You know, so in here, we're able to feed off each other, you know, learn from each other, uh, uh, exchange ideas and and grow together, you know. But and honestly, this is that's what gave me that's what helped me with the strength to keep going, because I see, you know, what's going on behind the walls, how it affects the families of brothers. Mm -hmm. How how does it affect them personally, Mm -hmm. the mental, the emotional, all these different things that it's unnatural. You know, so it just, you know, being in here and learning all these things, it definitely uh, gave me a better insight, you know, on the brothers and sisters that are behind these walls. Because even at the bakery, at, you know, in a, in a, at the organization, when I was home, we just saw 
the process of when they was released and they wanted to come and get work. But I never saw this part of it. You know, going to trial, being charged, going through the jails, going through the prisons, being on the yards, seeing the racism in the prisons, seeing how, you know, the prison is nothing but economics. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's not even about rehabilitation. It's mm-hmm. about economics. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you we, we got judges being paid, prosecutors being paid, defense attorneys being paid, law enforcement being paid, prison guards being paid, parole boards being paid, medical staff being so it's all big business. And that made me realize that no, 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 we people got to at some point we have to stop them using us for their own economic gain. At some point we have to say enough is enough. You know, you're not, you're not going to continue to use black and brown people to fund, you know, your prosperity and wealth. That's not fair. That's not just, you know, so me just, you know, being in here, it, it gave me insight to see a lot of, a lot of corruption, a lot of just plain outright, <laughs> I don't know how it was able to go this long, to be honest with you, but the only only thing I can think of is that either our leadership, uh, uh, fear really going against the system, or, you know, is is you know, is it has to it has to come from us. It has to come from us inside. That's right. We have to wean them off the drug of the people. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um and that, that, but that's what goes on in here also, you know, mm-hmm. people who, you know, brothers who can't cope with the time that they're given. And, you know, sometimes the family leaves, the, the women leave, the kids are not around. So sometimes everybody's not strong enough to go to the books or, or educate. They go to the bottle or, or drugs. And that happens a lot also. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but you, you can't really, you know, fault because look at the circumstances. 21-year-old, 22-year-old being mm-hmm. given 50 years, 60 years for yeah. a mistake they made. I mean, it, you know, it's... It, you can only go two different ways in prison. Better, bitter, stronger, weaker, or left and right. There's no in-between. I just chose to not let it get to me in that way. I chose to allow it to, you know, be a, a motivation to, to, to be better. Absolutely. What And what I was talking about, the drug that this system is, the, the, it's the drug of, of slavery. That's what I most feel definitely. like they need most to definitely. be, they need to be yeah, yeah, weaned off of, you know. Because uh, that's the only way it seems like they can see us. Because you're right. I b- agree with you. It is all about economics. I mean, I wanted to ask you, um, it, even though, of course, this could go to both of you, but how did the two of you meet? Uh, you know, I had um, I had sent, uh, I, think I, I think I sent him a letter and um, gave my number to him to call me a long time ago. And he called me up from my jail phone and we... Um, you know, he just listened to me, and I wanted to. Uh, I thought I thought I was, you know, forgiving him. And here I am thinking, <laughs> here I am forgiving. He's, he, the dude is innocent, but I'm, I'm, I, I, I talked to him, and you know, um, I don't really remember remember what I said. It was like a dream. I, it was like a dream, almost like it was. Uh, it was like he was just really calm and cool. And I felt like I felt weird when I got the phone on because I felt like honestly I felt like I known I felt like I've known him for a long time. He has that character like like when you're around him you feel like you know him. Wow. And um, his spirit is strong, and I respected that. And I still thought at that time, man, this dude, you know, probably did it. But then the next time we talked, you know, we, he kind of I asked him about the case. He didn't even talk about it out of respect. I asked him about some some stuff and. Kind of got in, you know. He sent me some stuff, and I, I, I look at it thoroughly. And I seen all, all these holes, and I couldn't believe, like, man, how they didn't, 
How come I didn't talk about this? How come I didn't talk about that? How come I didn't talk about this? Like, why isn't anyone doing anything? Mm. Why is this? Why is this black man still in jail? And we need him out here. Mm. And it's not enough of us out. Like you know, like him and me. There's not enough of us out here. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about revolution, but are you really down for revolution? Because a lot comes with that, especially when you're a, a, a leader. You know, yeah. a lot comes with that. So mm-hmm. I just feel, you know. I just feel for him and I feel for my uncle, you know. And like I said before, my uncle was, was doing an investigation on those people. And coincidentally, uh, strong, and, I, and I say that, you know, with a smirk, and coincidentally, he was um, was murdered for that, but not by Yusuf. For sure not by Yusuf. I know that. I put my life on that. And, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not sure if I mean you brought up the issue with the, uh, during the raid, when the uh, police department, they said they were supposed to raid the bakery for it because of something, some investigation that they were investigating, but they were supposed to raid the bakery on the 2nd of August of 2007. And for some reason, they postponed the raid to the 3rd. Oh, no, to the, to the uh, no, they were supposed to raid the bakery on the 1st, but they postponed it to the 3rd. And then right. his uncle, Chauncey Bailey, was murdered on the 2nd, leaving that window open that to happen you know what i'm saying so it's just a lot of yeah. it's a lot of things that didn't make sense you know but the trial was very tight-lipped about not allowing certain information into the trial of course so i never received a clear trial because i had no full defense and that was crazy to me yusuf to see that you know that like i think i think when i seen i looked at your case that was like the first time you as a black panther that was the first time i got to look and be like like damn they really just dang they just really just I mean, he's really innocent. Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, wow, like, he's really, like, innocent. They really got away with that. That's scary to me. Sure. That's, it ain't no law. It ain't no it, justice. It, 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 right. And you know, it's not that's a coincidence right. that scary. they always pick the month of August mm-hmm. to attack black organizations and, and, and leaders and all these things. So, of course. It, it's not a coincidence that black they pick August black first. August, right. Of that course. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Just start it right mm-hmm. off. Black yeah. August. That's just, that's be- br- brutal and hateful. Oh. Yeah, and, and, and it's a it, it, it's simple. It's really an example of what because if you look at if you look at the crime in the black community, it's, it's mainly black on black crime. Yet we have a a foreign judge, we have a foreign prosecutor, we have a foreign juror, we have a foreign law enforcement. You know what I mean? So it's like at some point, and again, what I said earlier about we have to redefine what justice should look like for black people. Mm-hmm. Not allow the enemy to come in only when it suits them but we're the ones in the streets every day going through it amongst our own selves. That's so I think that what really came out of what uh, I mean and myself is doing is that showing that at the end of the day, we have to, because he, he still didn't have to understand. He could have said, well, that's your employee. He, he, you know what I mean? He could have said that he was at the bakery. Yeah. But absolutely. he was able to see beyond the tricks and the, the games that the, that the powers that be played to get us to go against each other. Mm-hmm. So our story can be a platform for other black families who continue to allow the, the, the prosecution and the courts to pin one family against the other when the truth is we don't bring drugs in the community. We don't bring weapons in the community. We don't control the economy, so we're not responsible for poverty. So so once we get to the root cause of these things, I think we, as black people, we'll understand, no, 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 we're not going for that no more. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so that's what makes it powerful, what men I mean is doing right now is that we lead by example. We're not just talking about it. These are real tragedies that happen, and we're able to move forward. 
Absolutely, yeah, and really understanding the the deep um, aspect of why uh, these things have happened. Okay, so the last question is, of course, are you going to build another um, another bakery, another institution um, that your father, that you ended up being the 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 CEO of? Uh, uh, yes, 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 and no. Yes, we are <laughs> going to to uh, to rebuild, but I, I believe that everything has its time. So I believe that the the phase that we're on now is a more uh, universal phase. It's, it's more about oppression and fighting, you know, white supremacy for all communities. Mm-hmm. It's just that the black community will be our primary focus because this is where the number one priority is. But we definitely want to be able to build uh, ministries in the community, just like Chinatown, just like, you know, the Hispanics have, just like the Indians have. Every other ethnic people have their own uh, uh, self-sustaining community. Mm, and, and we so used to have. The fo- <laughs> yeah, we, yeah we, we, we did. We did. Mm-hmm. We did at some point, you know, to some level or another. But I believe it was a civil rights movement that really set us back because it, once black people are, you know, if, if, if the people have put backed up against the wall, we're going to do what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But I believe that the civil rights movement kind of pacified us and made us lose sight of what we should do for ourselves. Absolutely. You know? I can agree with you. And there. so mm-hmm. I think I think for the last 60 years, we, we've learned that lesson that the civil rights movement actually had an opposite effect than what it should have. Because if you look at the conditions, we're actually worse off. It's yeah. just in a different form. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so, uh, setting up ministries in the community, whether it's a school, uh, economics, uh, uh, policing the community so our people can be safe, building businesses. The same thing that we was doing, but just on a much more national and more <laughs> larger scale. And it's more open to anybody uh, who wants to help us, not just black people, but anybody can, can join and become a part of it. But they have to understand it's a black agenda helping us first. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You keep learning and keep changing. You keep learning and keep changing. The teacher teaches the student. The student teaches the teacher. Yeah. You know, each one teaches. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going I'm to okay. let you go, Lube. I know, I know your time. Okay. <laughs> All right, beautiful people, that is our show. As a matter of fact, that was just an excerpt, um, as you could tell by the um, somewhat uh, just funny ending there. But um, I encourage all of you to uh, get on board with supporting this young brother who um, has been, who is suffering three life sentences, uh, life without parole. Uh, Go to, if you're on social media, go to Instagram, Free Bay the Fourth. F-R-E-E-B-E-Y-I-V. There you can link to the petition, find out more about his case. Um, The petition is on change.org. And if you uh, do not use social media, you can see the petition at change.org slash free Yusuf Bay the fourth. That's F-R-E-E-Y-U-S-U-F-B-E-Y-I-V. Please get involved with this campaign. We, um, there are too many thousands of us who are uh, suffering these egregious genocidal uh, sentences. Yeah, draconian is one way of putting it. So please, again, get on board. There's going to be lots of campaigns for us to get involved in, so please stay tuned and get ready for Work Week with Steve Seltzer. Yeah.